Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Authentic Podcast with Justin Doulard. And thank you for tuning in to another episode. It's time! All right, ladies and gents, we are back with episode 23 of the podcast, and we have our first guest that has been on thrice, aka three times. Uh, I had to give that little plug because Lindsay's obsessed with that word ever since. uh, Thrice. Thrice, ever since she heard (laughs) it on um, Schitt's Creek. He's like, I've done this thrice, that that, uh, gay dude that's on there, the son. Yeah, I've never watched it. I've heard it's good, though. What's it exactly about, again? A family, obviously, I think. They They get like their business gets shut down or they get kicked out of something. And uh, yeah, I can't remember. Something happens to them where they have to like close up shop. And then the only place they can go is this crappy hotel they own and uh, mm. Shit's Creek and they're stuck there and they're kind of divas, but I watched a little bit of it, but Lindsay did, but yeah, she loves, loves the thrice. thrice. So anywho, Colton is back for the third time and um, <laughs> going to talk about a little MMA as always. And uh Good. We got, I guess we got good news and bad news. Uh, bad news is Colton had a little injury out there in the desert, and uh, the good news is, you know, got some surgery and it's healed up. But I'm gonna let you delve on that a little more on what exactly happened, and uh, you know, he'll he'll delve into it as well. But supposedly there's only two reported cases of this injury. Yeah, yeah. So um, I had a vastus lateralis tendon rupture. So. That is the tendon that runs on the outside of your thigh and then it connects to your patella from my understanding. And again, I'm not a physician, but, um, and then what allows you to say if you're sitting and to do like calf extensions, right. And do that and bend your leg up and down. I feel like you were watching me <laughs> as I was doing that. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, so I tore that and then, um, I went to the doctor and then, or just anywhere I could get in real quick, you know, honestly, I had my insurance. So got in and then the lady rolling, right? Do what? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Doing a little jujitsu. And then, um, so I go to the doctor and, or I, you know, I, I, I pop, I hear a big pop and then it uh, was like, okay, something's wrong. Uh, Not that that painful, but just didn't feel right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I like, you know, rolled over and was like, holy shit, you know, something's not right. And I thought I could just freak myself out really, you know, cause I heard a pop. And, uh, so I go to the doctor the next day and then she, or nurse practitioner, and she wasn't the most helpful person I've ever met in my life. Um, but, uh, she was like, Hey, I just think you strained your LCL. You'll be fine send you on your way. And then, uh, she was like, your MRI will probably get, you know, uh, denied and then luckily with my insurance you don't have to have an approval so went and got the mri and then they you know tore my tendon go to the the specialist and then he walks in and then starts jotting down everything and i was like hey check it out he's like it's got to be your lcl and then he starts bending my leg like he would like checking for an lcl and he was like okay that doesn't hurt that's that's not it and he pulls up the mri and he's like 
I've never seen these before. And I was like, well, <laughs> it's not good, <laughs> you know? And then, uh, he was like, okay. And he starts Googling stuff or, you know, our own, whatever. Not good, not good. Yeah. I, yeah. I know. I'm like, what the, you know, this I've already guy been doing this, buddy. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. I was like, I'm, I'm 10 steps ahead of you. Um, so from there, and then he was, cause it was the, the MRI results, you know, said my LCL, ACL, all that was intact and that's fine. And then just that. And so it's an isolated vastus lateralis tear. And so he looks it up and there's only been two on, you know, and I have this site, it's his, it's, you know, where they publish journals and studies, obviously. And the only other two, there's only two others that were reported on there. And one was like this weightlifter. Um, and then it says here, Quadricep muscle rupture is a relatively uncommon injury occurring at a reported rate of 1.37 out of 100,000. So, uh, you know, what? just because there's two reported, I mean, there's definitely been more, obviously, but only two that have been reported, like have st- case studies on. Um, and, you know, obviously he was looking it up to see what kind of uh, procedure to do, which is a, it's called a, a cert, or I don't even know how to say the word. So I'm probably going to butcher it and people laugh, but a suture anchor or whatever, but that's the technique that they do. And basically took my tendon and I believe they drill holes in the kneecaps and reattach the tendon that way. That's insane. So what I remember dad was telling me a little bit about it, but it's kind of hard to understand what should have happened. You should have just torn your LCL. Oh yeah. No, I should. Well, so that's the thing is if you tear that tendon, that's why it's so rare is because usually you tear the other stuff with it. So just having that tour they're like, I don't understand how the ligaments didn't tear with the tendon because those usually go before the tendon. So that's why I'm like, it's a good thing. So it's not like it's some freak accident that, you know, no one knows what to do, I guess. So it was better than expected. Yeah. And then he, um, he did say too, he was like, it wasn't as bad once I got in there as I thought. And he's like, and I think there was a lot more muscle tear too. So that's good. But, uh, Oh, go ahead. You're going to go back and give the, uh, the nurse practitioner a little visit. Be like, Hey, here's my, uh, my paperwork. Just so you know, <laughs> dude. Right. And she was kind of, I don't know. She was just kind of rude. I was, I don't know. I, I wasn't a fan. And then, uh, yeah. And then the, the girl, when I went to the follow-up of that one too, cause I had to go after the MRI and then she was like, yeah, I don't even think you should be wearing a brace. And I was like, what? You know, and she's like, I think it'll put um, pressure on it. that shouldn't need. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. And so I had this janky Walmart brace and I had to, I was, you know, limping around for three days and I was at work. And then they were like, Hey, I think you, you should probably go get some crutches. And I was like, dude, I thought, I mean, where do you get crutches? You know, I thought the doctor gets, you know, cause they didn't leave me with the crutches. So then I went to some medical store, um, bought some crutches and was crutching around for a little bit and uh, actually got off what's today i got off the crutches on monday and got my stitches out so or stitch which i uh, you learn a lot too once you're injured like when i injured my shoulder and once i injured this you kind of start i don't know you learn more about your body which is cool and then just little things like the stitch was just one long stitch and he just snipped the end snipped the end and he was like that's it and he was like it'll dissolve in the shower and never seen that before but i've only had stitches a couple times that's crazy. Yeah. You tell the, the people like, yeah, I need crutches, but man, the doctor wouldn't take a picture. I can't, uh, I can't get no medical supplies. So yeah, I know it was rough. Has your, uh, has anybody at the gym recently had any, any knee injuries like that or your coach? Yeah. Yeah. One of these girls, Rachel, she tore her, actually, I think she actually did tear LCL or ACL one of them. She has surgery on the 17th. So, and then, um, her husband actually tore his meniscus. Now think about it. Um, geez probably because he was out for a while but he's back now so yeah people are just you know in and out with the, <laughs> the injuries i guess what's your um 
what's your ideal return date? Like when, one day you could get back in there and do a little bit of flow or something. Is it, I mean, is it the fall? Uh, so I go to physical therapy for four to six weeks, two to three or two to three times a week. Um, so that would put, I'm hoping that maybe like, mid-April I could go and just do you know some fundamental classes and stuff no no rolling but maybe just some you know drilling back to square one yeah and then like maybe hit the bag uh you know no kicks and whatnot and just you know do what I can little stuff and then Casey was like he's like man I'll uh um he's like man you can you can sit down and I can hold hold mitts for you while you sit he's like I've done it before so I'll probably do that here in a little bit but I just want to be able to get my leg a little bit where I can bend it a little bit more so pull up and put somebody in a hard scarf (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dude i'm always using that term now that's the funniest thing i've heard uh this is kind of bouncing around but we talked about the injury a little bit and uh it just made me think so the last last fight we watched together the big one was uh was dustin connor which was was crazy um you know i'm sure there's a lot of people that knew that dustin could do that but you know connor never been knocked out so it was pretty mind-blowing for i think everyone well excuse me been knocked out by floyd but that's a whole different ball game finishing the ufc you know especially the second round but nonetheless uh you know i was listening to his his uh episode the other day with with joe talking about those calf kicks which is you know arguably how he started his finish per se you know warm down mm-hmm. and the calf kicks are bad and uh it just made me think injury wise he was talking about whenever he was in another fight and he took some pretty bad calf kicks. He said it was so bad that it, not only could he not walk for like a week or two, but he said they go to the hospital and they're like, they want to cut, they want to slice open his, his leg, the bottom of it to relieve pressure. Cause there's nowhere for it to go. Dude. How's yeah. that? Dude. That, I, don't, I, I mean, it I makes sense. There's the just like behind that. I, I don't, you know, of course well, I mean, your thighs got so much meat there, you know? And then, so it can kind of expand. That's like whenever uh, I've never had a bone bruise that, I guess we're, I'm kind of hopping everywhere, but that, so I got kicked first time, no shin guards. And I got like, a or how many, it was like eight or 10 people got like, or maybe six to eight, whatever. Anyways, got two free kicks for my birthday. And then was, dude, it was terrible. And then half of them weren't even really even doing like, they're probably like 10, 25%. So the others, I mean, it was bad, but that bruise, it never, so my bone was bruised, but my actual leg never bruised. And you've seen pictures of how bad, like my shin started bruising and my legs when I first started doing it, but, and I bruised very easy. So it was so deep in there that it never actually discolored on the skin. So, I mean, dude, there's just so much more for it to go into, you know, where you think about that calf, dude, there's like, again, there's like your tendon right there. And then like just a little, I mean, so I guess I could see it, but I don't know about the whole cut and open jam. I would be like, I don't don't know about that. that. I don't remember, honestly. I thought he said like, it was so bad that the pressure was so, you know, so built up and there was nothing nowhere for it to go that they were going to cut the back a little bit to like relieve it because it was just like a balloon that wouldn't go anywhere. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when people get a big, you know, eye cut or something, cut it and let it, kind of get let it a drain. Slice, yeah. yeah. I mean, but the, with, you know, not the calf and whatnot, I've, I, I don't know. That would suck though. <laughs> I don't want to be in that position. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think on a scale of like percentage wise, I think I've maybe taken 15% of a kick, maybe 20. I mean, it was like super light. Cause I mean, I just was in the, or excuse me, the beginner stuff, uh, 
took a little break when Lincoln was born, but mm-hmm. I think 15 to 20% maybe. And I was, it's insane. There's no way I don't, if I took a real one, I would probably be out for weeks. I mean, not walking and oh. Dude, yeah. Sometimes when I see like a really good one, I'll, it'll give me like the chills and because like it, if you get a good one and like in the same spot, you know, and then it's just you're like, oh, dude, I don't want to do that again. This isn't fun. And then I, I can watch it and I'm like, I can like feel that. It's terrible. Yeah, I would, I would, dude, there's a lot of things I'd rather do than take that, honestly. I would take probably like 25 face punches over that. <laughs> That's just, shit's rough. Um, obviously, you're, uh, a McGregor super fan, so let's uh let's go with a bold prediction uh question per se. Does he fight again in two thousand twenty one? So we're only in the first quarter. And then mm-hmm. if he does fight again, who does he fight next? I think that he will and then I think you yeah it's gonna be the dust I don't think you have to, sorry, but I think it's gonna be the Dustin trilogy because I think I mean if he does if he loses another one, then I mean you know that that trilogy's not gone, but it's basically washed at the time. So I think that they, everyone involved, will want to secure the big payday at the moment, and it's the sexiest fight there is. Because honestly, I mean, I'm not that excited about the Diaz trilogy right now. But you can you can you can say that one for later. And then they're not gonna do. I mean, that's like people are like, why don't they have a Grand Prix? Why don't they have a tournament? I'm like, because it's too organized, and the UFC is not like that. You know, and they want the sexiness, and yeah, it's and it's a perfect not world with like injuries and whatnot. Because sometimes these guys take three exactly. to six months off, and I mean, that's if nothing too crazy happens. I mean, so and then negotiating pay. There's, I mean, dude, honestly, I would love would be to cool, sit though. in the matchmaker meeting and see just the other bullshit that they actually go with. Because most people are like, you know, assume that it's you know easy, but yeah, I, I can imagine. But it is what, I mean, you know, it is what makes it fun. So it's kind of like a, I kind of compared to like college football, like college football has a ranking system and then, yeah. is, you know, uh, political and then it's voted on by these presidents and, um, you know, people uh, that work or have been to other organizations or excuse me, other teams and colleges. And, you know, uh, there's mm-hmm. a dark horse in there, like, a, I don't know, like, you know, for example, what I'm talking about, some of the dark horses, sure. like, I just, you know, I'm 12 and 0, I deserve a shot, but then you haven't really played anybody. And then you get like Notre Dame who, you know, for the, until this year really didn't play a lot of anybody either. And they still get in. It's kind of, what have you done for me lately? Or who are you? So it's, but that's what makes the, you know, the college, uh, the CFP kind of sexy is it, it used to be just the top two and now it's the top four and it's a little better, but it's still kind of, it's still a little hairy. Yeah. And then like with UFC, I think it's nice because you can't, like, like I said, you, there's a lot of moments that happen in drama. I mean, dude, cause there's more drama in that than like a freaking reality TV show, to be honest. And then, so dude, things can just change at the drop of a hat, you know, and then like these new, you know, rivalries will, will come up or nice fights or what, what have you from like a tweet or this and that. So um, I, th- I think if they were really organized, then it would ruin a lot of that sexiness. You know, you wouldn't have as many juicy fights or anything like that. Um, yeah, you wouldn't one, grab as much, much attention, that's for sure. Yeah, the one thing I would say that we've talked about before and I think that would be an easy fix and it should be a fix is you can keep the drama and you can keep the rankings and you can plug this guy in and, and, and keep all the hype and make these matches and the Twitter arguments. But <laughs> what I freaking hate is whenever – someone loses it's like they drop down so not so low but they drop down and it's like 
it's like there's this idea, this theory that if you're coming off a loss, you can't fight somebody who just came off a win. That's ins- that's the most insane thing ever because <laughs> look, I mean, look at like, I mean, you can't compare the sports, but you can like look at the Buccaneers. They lost five games. They lost at one point in time, they lost three in a row. Then they won eight in a row and got hot and won the Super Bowl. You know, maybe they got on a good stretch, but I, I just think it's like ludicrous that if you lose a fight, you can't, for the most part, if you're in the top five, top 10 for the next fight, you can't fight someone who just come off a win. I mean, dude, it's so close. And these guys that are going at it, I mean, everyone is super good. Mm-hmm. And then the guys that are, if you're fighting someone in the top five, top 10, it's like, dude, one of you has to lose. It's just going to happen. I mean, right. And it's or like, a, if it's a one and two dude, you're like the two dude shouldn't get shunned. Like he's still the second in the world, bro. Like, you know, I mean, you're holding this loss over his head. Like it's, you know, it's like, it's a one and two. It's not like he lost to a, at a, a number 10, you know, I mean, yeah. Like, like, like Ferguson, maybe, I mean, there's this talk that maybe he's on the downside and maybe he is, I guess we'll find out, you know, whenever he's back in, but you know, he lost to Gaethje and he, he went to five rounds to the very end. And then he lost to um, Oliveira. And I can't remember how that one ended, but it's like, you know, he lost two in a row. I mean, look at NBA teams, look at NFL teams. They'll go on three or four game stretches where they lose and then they'll win the Super Bowl. It's like, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, there are times when someone loses like, like a Cerrone, he loses three, four in a row. And then it's like, okay, maybe he's getting older. It's time to hang it up. Um, but I, yeah. I, but do you look just, at Max Holloway. Yeah. I like mean, he's, yeah. I mean, dude, you're like, and again, you don't even, yeah, I wouldn't even say he lost, dude, I don't think he lost anything against Alex, but that's a different argument. Yeah. I um, mean, it's such a, it's such a 50, 50 sporting where it's so singular and individual. It's just crazy that one or two losses and, and they, they start counting you out. I mean, the fans and then even, you know, the rankings and all that, especially, yeah. you know, they're guys that are, that are killers. I mean, yeah, especially with the world class people, you know, like it's you know like dude like Dustin, you know, like if he if he got a loss and people wrote him off, it's like not, you know he's he's definitely still here, you know. Yeah, and then like with uh, with Chandler, uh, that freaking bum. <laughs> uh, yeah, for for yeah, everybody. Mike Chandler, if you listen to this, no. <laughs> yeah, so I thought it'd be cool to get Colton a cameo, um, and Chandler was pr- super affordable, and then you know pretty uplifting, motivational guy. This bum has and I'm seven. A fan, or was whichever <laughs> one you want to say. Yeah, it's like fifty-fifty. You can't hate the guy, but you're like, I know. I see your Instagram stories. I know what you're doing. But anyways, cameo. <laughs> first, <laughs> like your buddy didn't text you back. Oh, that's a hundred percent. It's like, come on. So cameo bought it, and um, it was like, okay, this guy, this Mike, has seven days to fulfill it. If not, you get your money back. Mike doesn't do it. I'm like, come on, man. He got he got that uh, that sweet bonus, baby. He don't need that. Well, you don't need yeah. that cameo money anymore. Get off there, man! I watched some of them. They were good examples. They were cool. But uh, I saw Ricky Williams on there too. I did see that. But if you're like a like, there's no reason. I don't think. Um, excuse me. A lot of times people compare wins too. So like, he's like, I deserve a title shot or this and this and this because he's like, look at what I did to Hooker. And look and what Dustin, Dustin did. It's distance. like took him the distance. It's like styles get, make I, fights. I get it, but I mean, you know, you just you. It was your first one. You came out guns a blazing, and then it paid off. I mean, that doesn't mean that it's just a different win, you know. So think, yeah, think about if Ben Askren got immediate title shot because he was the Bellator, <laughs> Bellator one FC champ, uh, and he came in and smacked Robbie or not smacked him, choked his ass up. Still, uh, dude, I lost my voice uh, that right after that, bro. I, everyone in my house was yelling so loud. That was crazy. That was well, crazy. 
Robbie Lawler whenever he got slammed and then he oh, yeah, like yeah. Get Undertaker big. came out of the bed and then Bulldog joked him like what? I thought you were uh, I thought you were first referencing the we were we were in Winnipeg, Canada for that one when he got oh, baptized <laughs> five seconds. I know I'm telling you, I was like, we have to watch I have to be at this card and that was like I said, I'll never forget where I'm at for, you know, moments like with huge fights. And that's the thing is I've watched a lot of big football games and dude, I couldn't tell you where I was at for any of them, but, or, you know, most of them, you know, but we're, like uh, that, never forget it in my life. We're not going to talk about it too much. Uh, you can take a quick hit if you want. it. I just want to say, I, I'm not going to act or pretend like I know boxing matchups or who's going to win, but I honestly hope Ben Askren gets not KO'd. Dang. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> you want you want Funky to get his wig split like that? Uh, absolutely. I don't Dude, know, who, is it Jake Paul or Logan Paul? I can't even remember. Jake. Hey, I, I, will I say don't this. even like him. Hey, go back whatever episode I was on. I told you Jake was gonna beat Nate. Like I said, I, I'll, I'll give the guy credit. Oh yeah. I can't remember if we talked about it. I did not say that. Yeah, because so. you um and then uh yeah and like I said, I'll give the guy credit where it's due. You know, he's not bad and all that. And like I, I think he. Will probably beat Ben. Honestly, I think. I hope so. Probably further. Yeah, dude, his hands aren't good. Uh, but dude, he called out Canelo, and I'm like, dude, this is where we gotta like. I, this is I can't condone this. You know, I just I mean, can't. If you no, of course he's gonna call out anyone he can. If you look at uh, the history of him being a YouTuber, like that's all he does. That's how he got big is doing outlandish things. So. Well, here's my deal is, like I said, he'll talk a lot of shit to people, and you see him. Uh, being all nice to Jorge Masvidal because he'd actually see him in person, you know, because Jorge would probably piece him up if if he was talking shit. Because he has with, like, Nate Diaz and stuff, too. I'm like, bro, come on. It's too much. It's uh, I draw the line there. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, I, I don't like it either. He's just trying to trying to get this big celebrity check, trying to sell tickets, and, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, but, it's working. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he got Askren. I bet – I mean, I bet out of all the call-outs, that's the one he was like, all right, this one would be – this one would be the best right here. Because I, I could probably uh, I could probably beat this fella. He put a few extra beans on Askren's check instead of the other people he's talking about. He's like, let's uh, fatten this thing up and and Askren. Yeah. Even if he was good, he has like negative. Um, what am I trying to say? Uh, gosh, I, I lose my train of thought. He is so so non intense that like he's. It's almost like okay, this guy's yeah. such a, a joker as a boxer and his personality, like I'm not intimidated one bit. Like some of the other guys, even if he could maybe hang with them, there, it could be a little more intimidating. Ask him no way. Yeah. Nothing. No. What would you do if Funky came out and just had a freaking masterpiece? Not just outclasses him at every – dude, I would I would too. I don't know what – like I said, I just hate that the the reputation of fate of MMA is in Funky's hands in a, in a I, boxing match. I disagree though, 100%. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that he doesn't belong there and – and it's just a money draw. I mean, he, didn't he retire like a year ago because his hip or something? I'm like, I know yeah. it's not wrestling and all that, but I'm, this is just a money draw. And there's no way you could compare that. No way. It's funny, though, because every <laughs> every interview he's like, what? He's like, I'm getting paid a lot of money to beat some YouTuber up. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, he's he's about to have this set. If he gets knocked out, I mean, dude, you won't find a more viral man, especially if he gets knocked out. I'm like, that's just going to be his MO next. You know, yeah, like, I, hey, I'm I, just going to guy that gets knocked out <laughs> everywhere I go. I hope he's uh, I hope he's getting paid a lot because there's not a lot for him to win in this besides the money. Because I mean, even if he beats him, it's like no big deal. But if he loses, like I said, especially if he gets knocked out, it's like, dude, you suck. How can you be a good sport about that one? Like Jorge, you're like, hey, I get it. That was phenomenal. I mean, I don't know, but 
You know what? Good for Ben, though. He's getting a little, little paycheck, gets more Bitcoin. You know, he likes the Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. He hey. won't shut up about it. <laughs> I know he does like a, a, bit, a cryptocurrency podcast and then he does like a wrestling academy and now he's boxing. It's like, and his podcast is on something like Rockfin. I'm like, dude, no one's downloading an app called Rockfin for, to listen to podcasts. <laughs> not a soul. Uh, I'll be I'm honest. I'm not. I've, I've listed my podcast on, I think, like six or seven. I only, I've only seen it on two. It's like Rockfin. <laughs> no, I've never even heard of Rockfin. <laughs> like, honestly, um, you know, uh, Stephen Steven English got me uh, kind of started, and he was like, hey, you should put it on Pocket Casts. And I was like, okay, let me look at it. And he was like, that's where I listen to mine. I've never been on it. I put it on there, but I had heard of it. But, yeah, I've never heard of Rocketfin in my life. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if he has like a deal with them or what, but all right. We've been, we've been chatting, bantering and um, you know, we're good about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. So let's do a little quick preview of uh two fifty nine, the biggest, uh, biggest card of the, the year so far might be one of the biggest ones of the year, even through the finish. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming you want some predictions. Yeah. Let's, let's break them down. So uh, we'll skip the prelims because um you know, not a lot. Hey, of my man Cruz is on the prelims, though, baby. Yeah, he said he wasn't salty about that, but you know he is. You know, hey, he, he, you know he, 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 he requested NMKP's not his ref. No, he didn't. I swear, bro. Oh my god, we're still on that. Did you know he, he said that they, he said that they had, and especially like listen to your podcast with the ref. He said they had a deal backstage, and where he had to like, I don't know, you have to see it. But anyways, yeah, he's he's still bitching about it. He's he such requ- a candy ass. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Dom, uh, if, you're, if you hear that, don't don't want me, don't beat me up. But dude, get over it. Yeah. You, lost. Dude, you lost. You freaking got smoked by uh, by Triple C. It's over. You know, I felt like he was a good sport about it, and these recent things that he's talking about, like the way he said it. But you know, I know you'll say the difference. So we will <sighs> hate him, avoid Dom. You know, yeah. I, hey, I will say, quit throwing a tit fit. Get over it. But and that's what he said. He was like, that's why I. He's like, I was given an opportunity for a title shot, and I hadn't, you know, fought in four years, and my last one was a title shot. And he was like, I was given a good opportunity. And he was like, and I didn't meet that. He's like, so now he's like, I can't be choosy about who I'm fighting. He's like, I can't, you know, matchmakers say this is what you're doing, so that's what I'm doing. So no, I was like, I, I agree. A lot of people will not come out and say I lost, and he was a better fighter that night. But he gives these such political, like presidential answers. Like, did you lose that night? He's like, well, I had a good opportunity, and that opportunity. Just say it. Just say you lost, dude. Get over it. Keith wasn't drunk. He might have smoked a cigarette, probably. <laughs> uh, what about Keith the? In there smoking like, left-handed cigarettes. Is what it was. <laughs> oh my god. What about Theo? He's like, I beat, I beat him, and have someone wave a cigarette in the background. <laughs> dude, when I watch that, oh. I was I was crying laughing. <laughs> yeah, I know. So that gimmick gets a cage. Can you imagine them seriously? Though? I was like, that, that's one I would love to watch. Like a celebrity like charity match. I'm like, that would be the funniest. I mean, uh, honestly, man, I said it to you earlier, but uh, maybe not a popular opinion. But I'm I think I'm enjoying Theo's podcast with the UFC guys more than Joe's because Joe sometimes is so like tense. Sometimes yeah, sometimes it's tense, man. And no offense to him uh like he is my friend or anything but <laughs> like he's listening yeah bro hey don't take it personal with you, <laughs> when you're but he's always like you know when someone's hot they're the best in the world one of the best one of the best it's like i get it you know and uh but yeah anyways you know he had cory cory had uh excuse me theo had cory sandhagen on was great he had mm-hmm. dustin on um he's had uh uriah faber a long time ago michael bisping but uh 
just a, such a more relaxed conversation and, and the humor helps too. Cause you know, Joe's, oh, yeah. a, com- Joe's a comedian, but he doesn't pitch a lot of humor or really any humor in his, in his pods. So like I think like his podcast and his comedy stuff is pretty separate where Theo's is pretty blended. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's so Theo's conversationally him. funny. Like I said, I think he's, I think he conversationally he's way better than his standup even, you know, yeah, um, that I've seen. I've only seen a little bit, but uh, just like in conversation, he's really hilarious. Yeah, Joe, whenever you hear that, I still love you, but yeah. um, don't unsubscribe. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see main card. <clears throat> First one, we got light heavyweight Thiago Santos versus Alexander Reck. Can't even pronounce it. Not even going to try. So I would say, don't know much about the other guy. I like Thiago. We'll go with him. Yeah. Uh, he's one of those fellows that you look at. You're just like, why would you ever bet against him? Why would you put money against that guy? He is, uh, you know, he's got the hammer on his chest. So, right. and I, I think he, he, you know, there's a debate that he beat John. Yeah. Super close. Um, and he I was wa- pretty messed up like both knees and stuff like, yeah. And then he, he had some knee surgery right after there. Was that his last one or has he fought since then? Do you know? I don't know. Honestly, if, this might be the, the comeback. I, uh, Okay, no, he he. Oh, he fought uh, Glover Glover Teixeira. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which Glover's like, yeah, dude, ninety-seven years old and still banging, man. <laughs> dude, and the beatdown he gave uh, Lionheart Smith. Oh yeah, that was dude, that, that was, was one brutal. Of the, dude, he's handing his teeth to the ref, bro. I've never seen that. Handing I, his teeth to the ref. That's uh, that's how you earn that nickname, Lionheart. That right there proves it's like, okay. He earned every bit of that nickname, and he will literally not go down unless you hit him with a hammer, maybe. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, that's what like. Call the dentist, but he's. I'm like, tapping. Oh, somebody tap for me. Something. And you know, after that, he didn't even look that bad. I mean, I don't know. It, yeah. Ridiculous, but yeah, I want to hit on that too because it seems like whenever you talk about MMA or UFC, it's like if you do, you know you're you're like oh biggest fight card and you pull up a name you're like I don't know the name it's like even even Shab hinted on that he's like it is so hard to keep up with this roster because there's you know 500 plus fighters. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard, man. It's hard to follow all this. I mean, plus, especially with like how many cards there are on Plus and pay per view. It's yeah. And with COVID, because like I feel, you know, UFC getting your shot in there, like Corey Sandhagen said, is like, it, you ain't going to get, you know, a lot of time. They're like, hey, we need you for this fight. This is your chance. So people do it, especially with Corona, I'm sure. Like even these undercard people, like there's so many new people coming in, you know, and then, you know, they're going to be stars and, you know, the next couple of years or whatever. And like, yeah, you know, they're just constantly cranking people. Like it's nope. a freaking Amazon fulfillment center, like with workers, you know? Yeah. That was crazy. How he said he had a, a either a profile or an amateur fight in another <laughs> yeah. card on Friday. And then he took it on Saturday. I was like, how could you, how could you pass, you know, your physical protocol? I thought there had, it was like a, at least a week. Excuse me, the, 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 in between, but. They probably didn't have it then, you know, or like different states too. It could have been a different state and just, I mean, you know how it was back then. I mean, he's not even that old, but like I'm sure whenever he was going through it, it was a little bit more sketchy than it is now because it's pretty organized now. Yeah, you, but like you said, you know, you have to take it. It's like, uh, yeah, I may never get the shot again. Yeah, even if you like uh, almost, I mean, you know, even if you're like, I um, don't think I'm going to win this, you know, but get in. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> then we go to lightweight. We got uh, Islam versus Drew Dober. Islam Makhachev versus yeah, Drew I like, Dober. I like Drew Dober, honestly, and then, but I think Islam will get him. Well, yeah, Islam's, what, 17-1 and one and never lost in the UFC, so. Yeah, and then uh, the way DC and Khabib talk about him, they say he's going to be next up, so we'll see. 
Uh, you know, I hate to stereotype and journalize, but dude, he looks, yeah. he looks just like Khabib, and so do all the other 15 people he trains with. Like, <laughs> if, you put, if you put him like 10 feet away, I couldn't pick him out. They like do a little police lineup. You're like, I don't know which one it was, sir. <laughs> There's <laughs> all, all of them. <laughs> they all got the buzz haircut, the, the Amish-style beard with no mustache, and they, they all yep. just look like they're just going to rattle you around for 20 minutes. Cauliflower, cauliflower out the ass, just... <laughs> barely speak english that's a, and, they, yeah. and they're also soft-spoken and that's like with peter yawn and khabib it reminds me they're all like very soft-spoken but they're just like i'm ready for you know whatever day i'm gonna smash this guy and i'm like that's for scary yeah and, well, the way they talk scares me oh yeah we'll bounce the yawn right after this um i'll just say you know i back again hate to say it, but i don't really know a lot about drew dober um don't recognize the name haven't seen him fight but it'll be interesting to see so um mm-hmm. Quick, quick Sprat question. Do you think Habib fights again? Yes or no? Dana thinks so, obviously. Uh, yeah, but not like soon. I think maybe it's like a year or two, maybe a su- just one super fight. Um, I don't think because, I mean, it, it, there's no point in him going back in title, but sh- in short, yes. Working on the buildup. Yeah. I think things need to play out a little bit. All right. Speaking of, uh, I, do, I do not think he ever fights again. Um, I kind of like that he retired. Then I kind of don't because I want to see him go. But I think he's done. Like I feel like he's just like a guy when he's got his mind made up. Uh, in he, I mean, he already said you know he does this as a literally as like a source of income and with his dad passing. But um, I'd like to see him. I mean, he's crazy. So mm-hmm. uh, speaking of scary individuals, soft-spoken people who don't say much and are terrifying. You got uh, Pewter Yawn, the Russian man versus Aljamain Sterling, random weight. I got to go with my boy Jan. Uh, I think he's the more technical guy. Aljamain's kind of dude like when he put old Sanhagen in the hard scarf. That <laughs> I mean, came out of nowhere. But uh, So, I mean, he's got a, definitely got a chance, you know, but I think Jan's just good. Like, dude, watching – when I went to see him freaking starch Faber live, it was insane. I was like, this is scary, bro. He hunts people down in there. His pressure is nice. Yeah, man, he has a freaking mean look on his face, dude. Like, even when he's, yeah. when he's just saying hello, he looks mean as hell. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. Really, he he might be one of the one of the I guess straight no, not body but just face just mm-hmm. like mean 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 dude. And he just uh, yeah, dude. Did I tell you? Yeah, I told and you. He, when I was he there. doesn't really try. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He seems like he's like just hanging out, not trying to put it on. I, I tell you, that was uh, whenever I was at UFC 245, I was down by where they're walking out because they were all walking out and Faber was walking out, you know, uh, which is cool to see. And then Jan yeah, and there was, yeah, oh yeah. And there was this Russian guy next to me and he was like, uh, he was like, you like Faber? And I was like, yeah, you know, he's Maybe. good. And he was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, who do you like? And he was like, Jan. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, he asked me if I was Russian. He's like, are you Russian? And I was like, do I look Russian? <laughs> like, hey, no, I don't know. Maybe I was like, no, not at all. But it was funny. Uh, I would say look, look Russian, maybe, but then like when you say hello or any word. Yeah, I mean, all, yeah, that's like, what I was no, like. Hey, not... I didn't think I gave off this Russian vibe whatsoever, but <laughs> okay. You meet, some, you meet a lot of different cats at the fights, obviously. I know that's crazy. Um, I wonder how soon they'll have fans. I mean, this is dude. A... Uh, Texas just opened up. Guarantee you, Houston is going to be the next spot. That's my uh, prediction. That's a pretty good one because I did see that, or well, you sent me that actually, and I mean they've been in Houston tons of times and, so and i heard dana what she says a lot of things but he and i believe him he was like first people to let me fully pack an arena he's like i'll be the first to hold an event and then someone goes oh you'll travel he goes no i will do it <laughs> so 
Uh, I think Houston's going to be the spot. And I think, I think honestly, some of the cards that I already have made, they might try and move there. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Dana has a tendency to lie quite a bit. So, yeah. So and not it, let people retire. The Hamza put a post saying he was retiring, and he was like, the guy's effing stud. He was just emotional. He's not retiring yet. I'm like, dude, let, let, him, let him do their thing. Uh, you know, I was like, because he's like really sick or whatever, which I'm sure is the case, but I'm like, they let these what's, people go, bro. What's funny is, too, I think if he, I think if he, thinks they're serious and they're going to retire. Like if he believes them, that's when like he's Cejudo. like, no, no, don't, don't do it. Yeah. Well, no, no. Or so no not, like, could be, sorry. Yeah. Not Cejudo. I think it's because he opposite. knows Cejudo will want to come back just with the money. That's, that's why I think yeah. like, you notice like with Habib and stuff, he's like, don't go, don't go, don't go come back. But then like you got Cejudo and then Connor every single time. Cejudo, he didn't even say anything, but with Connor, he's like, yeah, yeah he's know, retired. Yeah. He's like, if I was him, I wouldn't fight again. Uh, you know, he doesn't need the money. He's done enough for the sport every single time. And every single time he's retired, he comes right back. I think he knows he's not going to do oh, it. Yeah. So did you go to a, you go to any of the posts about like a, with a quote of him talking about could be reti- not retiring. You know, he's like, he's still got one more dude. Go in the comments. I haven't laughed as hard in my life because people are just roasting him. And it's true. They're like, listen, dude, Dana, leave this man alone. Instagram comments are underrated. They are. I do. I, I will spend some time, honestly. And then what gets me is whenever someone make a comment and then people will have a conversation in within that comment. Oh, and yeah. like, and like, they'll be going back and forth, like funny too, but I'm like, well, it's time to do this. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm reading them. So it's funny. <laughs> So uh, about the Texas thing, um, I know you you submitted a little article. It was like they're you know full and open, no masks. So does that mean they could pack an arena? Like it's it's everything's gone. He the governor literally said as of next Wednesday, it, it's all- every <laughs> single entity in the state of Texas can resume complete business. Or you know, I'm not saying a direct quote, but he's like they can fully operate, and he's like, and that's any entity, and there will be no mask mandate. I, uh, he, he went, he shot, he pulled off from half court, baby. He, he didn't even get a three point line, you know, he was like, oh. and then I think Mississippi followed suit. Lindsay said, uh, he, he's in a wheelchair. She was like, he, he said that and he's in a wheelchair. So like, maybe he's not good health and he's just like, yeah, just do it. Who? The, the governor of Texas. The one I saw, dude, I saw talking was standing. Hmm, I don't know. Uh, and I don't keep up with the, the governors by any means, but no, I, I for, don't know if I could name more than one. Um, I follow ours here just since all this, but it's yeah, pretty it's annoying. I wonder if, uh, you know, I hate delving into politics too much, so I won't, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I want, I want, it's because it's boring as shit. But I wonder if, uh, if old Papa Joe will be like, slap that down, be like, nope, you're not doing it. I wonder if Sleepy he, I wonder, Joe? I wonder, yeah, actually, old sleeps a lot. I wonder <laughs> if he uh, has that authority or if he would try that. No, I, I need to go back to government class because I don't know how, you know. How dude, <laughs> yeah, I don't need to go back, honestly. Um, uh, I should have never went, but. Uh, you don't want to go do uh, worksheet packets from your freaking basketball coach because that's all freaking government was in Oklahoma anyway. You, you want to tell, you, I'll tell you how educated I am in government. So my last class that I had that was government was like my sophomore year of college. Didn't pay the ones, attention to the ones previous to, but um, showed up first day. The professor, it was funny because he was like an Asian guy and he was like, I know it's funny because I'm Asian and teaching this. And then he goes, if you're going to come to class, sleep, text, hungover, don't come. He goes, any day you come is extra credit. And I said, you won't see me a day. And he was like, everything, every test is online. So I hit up old John Graham and I'd, I'd buy my pack of smokes to do my, my American federal government test every time. And I'd go over to the lodge and he'd do it. So clearly I'm not the best talking about this is what I'm getting at. 
Yeah. With that note, you just incriminated yourself and uh, we will move on from the governor talk. So <laughs> take that degree back, baby. Thanks. Thanks, Johan, for the, uh, the nay dog. Yeah. Shout out to Johan. Thank you. Um, okay. Let's see. Women's featherweight title fight. You got Amanda Nunes versus on, Megan Anderson. Huge, huge lopsided. Yeah. I, oh. I like, I like Megan too. And she, but Hey, she's the tallest UFC fighter. I believe that's a girl. Yeah. She's a yeah um so that'd be nice but i mean i mean let's get real hey do i need you to respond to that all i'm saying is the odds are ridiculous it's it'd be worth 25 50 bucks on a fighter's chance on a fighter's punch man because i think a man is like minus 1100 which if you bet that then I, that's just insane you're just Dude. yeah not Canelo enough was minus seven thousand. i thought that was insane seven well she's only 1100 so oh so, never mind sorry i, yeah, I was yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Canelo's minus seven thousand on the William Hill app. Why? See. Yeah. Why would you ever even do that? Like, dude. Yeah. If you bet twenty dollars, you only got thirty cents, and then so obviously <laughs> you know seven thousand. But I was like, let's see what a twenty dude. Thirty cents. <laughs> yep. I mean, he won in what round three? I mean. <sighs> yeah. Dude, I don't even. I don't know. Yeah, I did. I don't know anything about boxing, but I, what makes me think is why? Why are those odds for a guy like him so high? Like, why is he fighting this guy? That's a good question. That so, would never happen if he was in the UFC ever. From, I mean, this one I, is, yeah. From what I understood is, I think the other, and I don't want to keep with boxing at all, but I watch like Canelo, Tank, Ryan Garcia, big guys. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, um, and my boy, uh, the Gypsy King. Shout out to the Gypsy King. And then um, the, I guess I read somewhere, and I didn't look too much into it, but I think it was a mandatory title defense, and I don't think the guys fought in a little while. So it was they were saying whenever you have mandatory title defenses, it, you get lesser opponents essentially. I don't know, or something like that. You know, do boxing? There's like everything's weird. Yeah, the walkout, the way yeah. uh, everything's weird, bro. You're just oh like, gosh. I don't like what's going on. That last that last time I watched that one, just the one fight, the walkout. I t- I think I timed it, and it was like twenty eight minutes for both of them to get out of UFC. You got two and a half minutes, and you're in the cage, dude. Yeah, and then you're, dude, no one's getting carried on a, a throne or has a halo suit on. Yeah, like, it's, it's way too much. Speaking but, of uh, that, yeah. I'm sorry, it reminded me. I figured you think it's funny. Is uh, the only thing I can think of is when I wear this knee braces. Though is like. I got the Joe Exotic brace on right now. Oh man! <laughs> I got the Joe Exotic brace, bro. Walk around like like like, like my man Joe. Uh, Joe ran for governor of Oklahoma, so I do know that. <laughs> Dude, I'd vote for Joe. Oh, you know the guy was honest. He was like, "I'm not made of money. I'm uh, not a politician. I just want to make things right." But yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> the old Joe Exotic. You got to put some Wranglers on and walk around and. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude, the nut huggers, <laughs> the dicky ballsers, as I like to call them. Uh, all right, let's go back. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so obviously Nunez, heavy favorite, um, and I, you know, there's talks about this because there's no one else they could find for her because she's beating everybody in the divisions. Kind of, kind of weak as a whole. Uh, you know, Megan's got the shot, but I'm just thinking, plus seven hundred odds, dude, twenty five bucks, you win a lot of money, and she, you know, every, everyone loses eventually. Amanda's only lost once, so she has lost, but. You know, I mean, there was times where Silva looked like he was unbeatable, uh, Chuck Liddell, all those guys, and, and then they got caught. So who knows? But well, so my idea is, I think the separation and like her and like she's the sep- like the separation between the women is so much further. Like her skill gap mm-hmm. versus the dudes. You know, in my opinion, like they're all a lot more closer. Like, like she, dude, she's just light years away from every woman. That yeah. There is, you what's know? Cra- what's crazy is. Uh, 
Megan Anderson is only three and two. Or she's only five fights in the UFC, three and two. I mean, that's, you know, she's fought some good people, but that's that's not a, that impressive, you know, if you, I mean, records wise. Well, I mean, that's the thing is there's just not, the talent pool is not out there as much. Like you think about that girl that won the contender series and she had only been a Golden Gloves champion, which is boxing. So oh, yeah. it was her first one, you know, and like that wouldn't happen. You just, you literally couldn't do that with male, you know, there's just too many. So the talent pool's less, you know, um, so, wonder, yeah, but you will see these the title fights and you're like, they have a lot, quite a few losses or they'll not have that many wins. And you're like, how are you? I just can't. I wonder if there's ever going to be more divisions for women. Probably. I don't know. I mean, it's already hard to fill those ones. My deal is there's people out there, but I think they're probably just really selective on the talent too, you know, because, I mean, they don't want any bums in there by any means. Yeah, I mean, you only – Because clearly there's enough fighters out there to get a decent chunk of what I feel like, but – yeah, I mean, only skilled, you know, though. seven or eight years ago, maybe a little longer, you know, Mr. White said uh, there will never be women in the UFC, so. Yeah, and then exactly, like, uh, like, Zhang Weili and Joanna, one of the best fights I've ever seen in my life, Yeah, you know, nuts. and so it's like, you know, imagine what we'll say in 10 years, so there'll be like, so there'll probably, actually, there'll probably will be a lot more divisions, and um, I mean, it's just only going to grow, you know, it's yeah. not going to regress, that's for sure. Well, I think the consensus is we'll probably go Amanda Nunes, but it'd be interesting to see. Hopefully, it's a good fight. Um, you know, you know me; I'm I'm a fan of. I, I like to see some. I don't I don't like these first and second round finishes. I mean, good for the winner, but I like to see it drag out a little bit, especially when it's a pay per view card, man. You know, like uh, the last two fights, they were good, but you know, it was a total of three rounds. It's like, oh, come on, man. I want I want a little more, but good for those guys, right? So, yeah. And then, uh, you know, the final one, your uh, your boy Izzy Israel versus Jan. The uh, the Polak dude, this should that should this should be intense. So the Polish power, baby. But I mean, think about I mean, think about what he did to, to Paulo, bro. Oh yeah, and Paulo's excuses lately. But he's but he, oh yeah, I know. But uh, you know, moving up from from one eighty five to two hundred five, pretty big gap. Uh, not to say he couldn't do it. You know, he he's probably heavier than we think. But gosh just looking at him, he looks so much skinnier. But then when he gets in the cage, it's like all right, he's a pretty big fella. So. Maybe he's That's what just, I've heard some people say. They're like, he's bigger than you think. He, Yeah, he does. He, I mean, he doesn't look like a beanpole, but he definitely looks super skinny. But then, like I said, when he gets in there with those, like against Costa, obviously not as muscly, but, um, you know, size for him looks great. I mean, Jan, mm-hmm. Jan looks like a big guy, but, I mean, I think it'll probably be a lot closer than we think. Clearly, if he's moving up to 205, he thinks he can put on the weight or he has the weight and, you know, he's confident he can do it. And, uh, you know, it – It'd be crazy to bet against him right now because he just looks flawless in his last three to four. So, mm-hmm. well, the thing is though too is um, he's not going to have to cut any weight, so he's going to be fresh as a daisy. You know, I'm, I doubt he's even like put on a ton to be honest. I bet you it's just like we're going in this normal. And then it's weird because you say that is because he does. I feel like he doesn't cut a lot of weight to get to one eighty five middleweight middleweight yeah. Or, um, but on weigh-ins, dude, you can only see in his, his face. You can see it bad in his face. I feel like. down. Yeah, like you can see his cheek. And so, uh, which is weird because, I, like I said, I don't even think he cuts a ton of weight. Um, but so I think, you know, I mean, you got to factor that in too. And, you know, uh, you know or whatever, he's big. But, um, you know, Izzy won't be cutting any. And he's so yeah. fast, bro. Israel, uh, I've only, you know, I've only watched him when he, as he's become hot, maybe the last four or five. And, you know, started blowing up crazy big. Like now he's – 
a superstar, especially if he wins this one. But he uh, he just doesn't look like he's ever been rattled, kind of like a Habib. I think he – I don't know if he's lost once. No, he's, he's undefeated. But I don't – it doesn't look like he's ever truly been rattled. Mm-hmm. And another point, too. Yeah, that, that's a good point. But he also um, – dude, his kickboxing career, he's had like 100 fights. And then he's also went up weight there. You know, he's went up to heavyweight there, I believe, which is different weight, not actual heavyweight like it would be in UFC, but, you know, went up and down there too or whatever. So, and that's what's going to happen, right? It's not going to be a wrestling match. I mean, he can defend a takedown and see, that's the thing, dude, if you have striking of his caliber and you can defend a takedown or when you you get on the ground and get up, you do decent, you know, because he's, he just got his blue belt. You know, that's a lot of people. Derek Lewis is just a blue belt, you know, but it's just different once you throw the striking in with it, you know. Man, when we were watching uh, Lewis Blades, first of all, that was disgusting what he did. Oh, my God. And then, two, uh, Lindsay was so upset because she's like, I hope I hope Derek Lewis wins. And I hope he wins on mainly because I want to see his, his post-fight interview, you know, something good. And it, he didn't say anything. I was like, oh, that's so disappointing. You know, he, he had no, no one-liners, nothing. Dude, so I'm at – dude, this is what pisses me off is, I, A, I would never bet someone this much of a favorite or I would never – anyways, I'm at the Tuscany, about to go – we're about to go to the Rat Pack show or I'm about to go, you know, and then – Stunting um, in the, the scooter. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then uh, see the William Hill deal and I need to set up my mobile account. So I was like, you know, I'm going to swing by. And then I had – I was like, I'm just going to bet whatever's in my pocket on Blades, you know, because in my mind I was like, just it's the hundred you know it'll be like bet on could be whatever uh, and not really but and it was only 13 bucks i was only going three dollars but i was like you know what i just need to make a bet to have this account and i'm here i can yeah, it can be a little couple extra bucks for a tip later to for uber whatever you know just, just a little i get piece. a notification i see him just dude stiff as a board i was like you've got to be shitting me and i was gonna <laughs> i was like i was because usually i'd be like okay i'll just throw it on loose in case he wins because he's like plus whatever and if, you know yeah, I think he was like plus 400, three or 400. Pretty, pretty decent. Uh, yeah, and to be honest, um, he did what he always does. He kind of started slow, and he was just taking his time. It wasn't rushing anything. And, uh, you know, Blades came in for that uh, that takedown, and, oh, my God, put him to sleep. That was nasty. Dude. I felt so bad for him. <laughs> that was the definition of some chin music right there. Derek, Derek Lewis, just... aside from his Instagram being awesome and his uh, oh. his whole persona, his uh, post-fight win celebration may be the best because it's the exact same every time. Yeah, yep. the, the chest beat down and just like, pow, right on the, on the <laughs> canvas. I know. Dude, it's so crazy with him too is like that one moment of him taking his shorts off and then my balls was hot just changes his whole you know the whole thing for him and then uh or like dude like you said his instagram that he's okay like him uploading out of blades after i was like dude did you see that fan that facetimed curtis blades he's like you got knocked f out i was like and he's like who is this i was like and then dustin said something about that like he's like fans get your number he's like they called me for something i'm like Dude, you better be careful. One of one of his little cronies is gonna come find you. That's ridiculous, man. I, yeah, that was that's terrible. And just like, yeah, come on, bro. You know, I thought about that the other day too when Dustin said that he's like, people can be getting numbers. Um, you know, when I worked at AT and T, I mean, there's four, three or four major cell phone providers in the United States, right? Uh, I, I, they're not getting leaked more often. Yeah, because I don't think these guys open. A, I mean. I worked at one in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Not a lot of celebrities pulling up, but I had buddies work at the one in OKC, and they, uh, you know, sold phones to Harden and um, oh, what's his name, Kendrick Perkins. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
obviously like you got to be a real asshole to tweet out someone's number or get it but I but mean, there's a lot of assholes in the world <laughs> except 100 uh, there's a bunch of shitty people like how is it and you know what often? i'll go ahead and say it i'm sure a lot of them work at at&t <laughs> I you agree. know no <laughs> <laughs> uh, now i'll say this uh at&t there's a lot of good people that i work with but the company as a whole not my favorite so wow yeah i'm sure we could throw out a laundry list of those that's funny but yeah don't know how that doesn't happen more often um maybe maybe these people maybe people are better than we give them credit for so true but dude can you imagine that if it was though like i hate getting freaking junk emails or like if the text message i'm like how did i how this how did i sign you know like you put your number somewhere and then you get all these freaking text alerts on this and i'm like i get mad so if i had yeah we couldn't deal with that oh yeah 100 percent. well we're hitting about our time cap uh pretty good chat you know obviously we're uh hoping the injury heals well and you know things are going up and like so you got the brace off and all that so um talked a lot about 259 you got any more any more comments for the for the peeps before we close it out no i don't think i have any more wisdom to share <laughs> no more not wisdom. too much yeah. I will say uh, it is the almost the year anniversary of when I came out there and we were supposed to go to the uh, the Dude, fights, the, not not the UFC fight, but the uh, the other card. Tough enough. Was, tough enough that uh, Justin was on. And then, of course, the Post Malone concert after. And uh, just ridiculous that both – I mean, I I expected them to get canceled, but they canceled them like – 19 hours before they happened like dude that's dirty especially for for your boy justin who had to weigh in and then cancel that's ridiculous dude, and that was the, he did that i guess the time before too like the opponent oh. dropped out or something i'm like dude i'll be like i don't care i'm like i'm showing up and somebody's gonna fight me i don't care <laughs> who it is <laughs> we'll get the judges the refs somebody's gonna fight me I'll, whoever's in the parking lot's getting it yeah dude meet, meet me at tribe like we're already here let's do it <laughs> yeah something's gotta happen but yeah, dude, that was a year ago. That was a year ago when COVID really got hot. I think because it was my first week at the new job. Because my yeah. that's coming up on a year on the ninth, and then the concert and stuff was the fourteenth. The concert was the fourteenth, and the fight was the thirteenth. I think. Yeah, it was super iffy if I should go. Dad was like, "Be fine, you know, wear your mask." This is before like people weren't wearing masks on the plane because it wasn't a thing at the time. Um. It was, I think at the time of that, it was like, hey, save all your masks for medical professionals. That's how early it was into the COVID. Um, but yeah, get out there. We stay pretty mature COVID. We stay one night at the MGM. The next day is when they cancel all reservations. I go back to Fargo and there's a full flight coming there. And literally every property of Vegas was canceling hotel rooms. And I was like, are they telling people that? Or are they just like honoring their stay or what? But pretty wild. Yeah, didn't that crazy? That's a year ago. That was a year ago. It was it was early March that I took off out there. I know a, that's like we that had a good takes, time, but I know it was still yeah, it still did. Um, it's just crazy because that's like I said, I've you know signed my my new lease because I've been here for a year and I'm like, what the you know, or in this apartment, you know, um, yeah, it's crazy. Well, gonna bounce off. It's been good talking, of course, and uh, you know, thank you everybody for tuning in and listening. I forget to say this often, but. Um, always looking for quality guests. Uh, most of the people that uh, listen to me are the ones who give me my guests. Colton's got me several and plenty of other people who've connected me. So um, if you enjoy this chat or have any critiquing, please let us know. And uh, yeah, always looking for more guests. Please send them my way. Um, obviously, we talk about lots of different things on the show. So always open to hear ideas. But that is it for now. 
Thank you guys for tuning in, episode 23, and we will see you all next time. All right, later.